now, coming to you from a Midwestern hole in the United States, The Dollcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Hey, 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 you freaks. This is Roth, back with another dog cast for you. And man, am I pooped. I'm getting a late start on getting this uh, <clears throat> recorded here. Because, well, okay, here, here's what happens. You know, we have our newest son, Gavin, and he's he was just born in January, and we have a two-year-old, Liam, and we can't tell if he's extremely jealous or what, but every time Gavin makes any little noise, wham, Liam freaks out. I mean, absolutely freaks out, <clears throat> and he uh, starts screaming his head off. So I had to wait until both of them were down and out and just out out for the night. So, or else you probably would have hurt been able to hear him. I mean, he screams loud. Then he gets the smallest one going, and it's not pretty. <laughs> and at work, man, what a pain in the butt. I was supposed to train somebody, and they didn't end up showing up. And What a pain. Just a, a very long night overall. <clears throat> my throat's scratchy, too, so I'm probably going to be clearing my throat a lot. Anyway... Uh, I, I suppose we can just go ahead and get to the dev stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about that. All right. Uh, today I opened up the Google 13 folder, <clears throat> and it uh, you know, I hadn't really looked at the code for a while, and man, I think I'm gonna have to redo some of it because there's a whole lot happening in one loop. But uh. I don't know. I might not have to change some stuff. What what happens is, like with the bullet, when Google fires the bullet, there's different hit detections going on, like between the two different missiles that the helicopter will drop. You know, on some boards it's one missile, on later boards it's two missiles. And so there will be those, and then the hit detection of it hitting the helicopter, if, you know, if the bullet reaches the helicopter... Uh, then there's, of course, the hit detection for both missiles hitting the go-go car. Uh, hit detection for the bullet when it comes back at you if you hit a train or a van. But the the good part about this is it, it, it all can be checked at the point it reaches. So, like, if I fire the bullet from go-go, the whole time it's fired, it'll be checking... The whole time it's on screen, it'll check if it hits one of the missiles that the helicopter drops. But once it gets to a certain height, uh, it, it wouldn't have been able to hit him anyway, so it'll stop checking there, but it'll start checking for the helicopter. So, <clears throat> you know, and plus it can check, you know, if it's past the X or the Y position of it. To see if it's actually going, if if the bullet's past the bottom of the missile, that's 
it, it isn't that bad, but that's one of the things that I need to make sure that I had ironed out and ready and planned for later on in the game. I guess something else I should mention that it's not going to be exactly exactly like the port or the uh, the original because the original uh, the background changes the background color changes at like level 10 maybe 11 I can you know after 10 levels the background color changes what I think I might do with this is have it change after every 5 so you'd play level 1 2 3 4 5 and then level 6 the background changes color and up to 11 once you hit 11 have it change color one more time and I'm thinking about just having it stop it you know after you beat level 13 but uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I want to work it out like that and have it you know end or just go on into infinity to where you just can't play anymore because everything's too fast or whatever I'm still not exactly sure on how I want that to work but we'll see <clears throat> there's lots of other little things on it that I have to do like uh, the hit detection on the cargo train that's gonna be a pain in the butt it was a pain in the butt just uh, getting the windows for the train that you the passenger train that was a pain in the butt so th that'll be tough but I'll get it figured out eventually but yeah, I didn't get to really work on it too much today. I opened the the folder. Uh, a lot of the time I had to hold Gavin, so I couldn't really code much or try coding. So what, I, what I'll end up doing in situations like that is just studying the code and reacquainting myself with it. It was, when was the last time I did anything? Was, was it November? No, no, it was like August maybe? I don't know, it's on that video. I'll have to maybe I'll post a link to that video on Blip TV of it, and uh, for those of you that didn't see it, and then you can check it out there on uh, SlyDogStudios.org, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, but so I have to get reacquainted with the code and see if anything needs fixed up. But besides that, there's other stuff going on. Uh, the H, I don't even know what we're calling it. HBC, HBWC, whatever. Uh, the Homebrew World Championship cart. And this is at first I was like, eh, I don't know, but I'm like really excited about it now. Uh, we started. We a couple of people. I think it was Paul P Surge, his idea. I think it was his idea to get everybody together. These certain homebrewers. And take some of their games and put them on one cart, you know, reminiscent of the Nintendo World Championship cart. And uh, <clears throat> it's a pretty cool idea. The games they have on there are, I, th I believe the first one's called Seagull's Revenge, which was a, uh, or Seagull's Treasure? Ah, hell, I don't remember. I feel bad. But it was made by James Todd, who's a brilliant, brilliant dude. He's from Australia. And, uh, what it is, it was like made for some uh, something over there they did on Nintendo Age, and it, they made a single card of it, and so they're putting it on this as the first game of the homebrew cart. And after that, you know, it goes in order. You 
you have a limited amount of time to get through everything. And the first one is that Seagull's Revenge. The next one is called Slappin' Biatches. And that's by uh, Right Nut Games. Uh, uh, Mario's Right Nut made that. And it's it's a pretty cool game. You're planted in the middle. And here, uh, okay, check it. Here's here's what's kind of neat about this. Uh, he ended up coming out with this before I had finished NES Virus Cleaner. But what he did with the game was an idea I had for NES Virus Cleaner. Uh, he has like a little shooting, a little like thing you shoot from a turret in the middle of the screen, right? And from different angles, enemies, enemy tanks come at you, and you have to shoot them all. And what my idea was, like on NES Virus Cleaner, I wanted to have it where after you get through the game, it looks like the game's over, the credits running, but then uh, you know, click clicks whole face takes up the TV screen. And I thought about having viruses coming in from different angles and. Click would have to shoot from his eyes at these viruses coming at him, and you'd use the control pad to, you know, what to aim at, which direction you're aiming, and all that. And so when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, damn it. You know, then I didn't want to do it because I thought, well, it would look like kind of a ripoff, but, but I think that would have been a cool idea. It was kind of uh, based on the idea of what happened at the end of. What's that game called? Monster in My Pocket. Uh, where the bad guy shows up on the television screen after you thought you beat it. You know, so it was based, It was going to be based on that where you're like, oh, I beat it. Then all of a sudden, whoa, all these viruses are coming. But, you know. Anyway, so back to, so Seagulls, Revenge, Slapping Bitches. Uh, the game after that is Chunk Out 2, which is also by James Todd. And, uh... <clears throat> That's a game he's been putting on all kinds of platforms. I believe he even made an Atari 2600 version of Chunk Out. Uh, and I think he actually calls his little... Uh, he calls his faux company or whatever Chunk Out Games. Maybe it's not even a fake company. I don't know, because he actually sells, like, I think iPod versions of the game and everything. So, maybe it's actually real. <laughs> and I'm just used to it being, you know, fake with me. Ooh, Sly Dog Studios, whatever. And after Chunk Out 2, I believe that's when you play NES Virus Cleaner? Is that it? Yeah? Yeah, I think that's it. After Ch So, Seagull's Revenge, Slapping Bitches, Chunk Out 2, NES Virus Cleaner, and then Ultimate Frogger Champion. Yeah, that's that's the order. And with NES Virus Cleaner, I had it start on, I believe it's level 4-2. And right now, uh, I'm waiting on to see if people think I need to change the level to a, a slightly easier one, maybe. Or lessen the amount of viruses to pick up. I already changed it to where you get more points for picking up a virus. You still lose points for dying. Uh, and you lose points for using a teleport. Some people don't even know there's a teleport on the game because they haven't played it, but oh well. But yeah, and then after NES Virus Cleaner is 
Ultimate Frogger Champion by Kevin Hanley for KLM Games, and uh, <clears throat> and that that's a brilliant game in itself. Uh, yeah, so that's that's also being worked on. There's a slew of beta testers working on it right now. Uh, so we'll see how that comes out. Um, I'm digging how it's going so far, though. Um, but uh, something else I've been thinking about, you know, trying to get back into the mode of programming. I mean, after taking breaks, it, it really messes with me because you know I'm not good at this stuff. You know, I'm not a, an actual programmer. I'm I'm just you know a dude. <laughs> that that started learning this from forums over at uh, nestdev.com, which is a great great website. You know, asking people questions over there, uh, asking people questions in IRC on AIM. You know, just communicating with people, reading different stuff. Uh, you know, so I I don't remember how to do stuff all the time. It, I, I always have to. Re reacquaint myself. There's that word again. Is that the word of the day? Reacquaint, reacquaint. I don't know how quaint. And uh, so I'm always having to go back over and relearn and reset up stuff. So I'm thinking about doing a very small game that I I believe would take less than a week if I can uh, get just enough time during the day to work on it. I I I might try that. Uh, matter of fact, after I throw this podcast on the web, I just might draw up a couple tiles and maybe work on it a little bit. I don't know, but I don't even want to give out what it is. But you know, I'd just rather it be a surprise. Nobody's really going to be like, "Oh yeah, thank God somebody did this" at all. But you know, just to get myself back in the mode. And uh, I'll I'll throw it up as a freebie, you know. Maybe put a link to PayPal if people want to give a donation in regard. Uh, that usually doesn't work for anything, but you know, might as well try. You never know; people might feel feel a, like they would like to. I don't know, but I think I might do that. All right. Uh, I think that's all the dev stuff I'm going to cover right now. Uh, okay, let me go ahead and plug Nintendo Age. If you're a gamer and you collect games and you like to hang out, oh, you need to go to NintendoAge.com where you can trade your games, manage collections with the collections tool of which they have all Nintendo consoles and all Sega consoles. Oh yeah, you can keep track of your collections. And you can trade with people on the forums. Oh, and it's free. Membership is free. They don't turn people away unless they are ass H's. Just come in with a smiley face, a nice game face. Participate in the forums. You'll be welcomed by them. Great website, NintendoAge.com. The admins are awesome. And that's it. Go to NintendoAge.com and hang out. Alright, I think I'll wrap this up with uh, just uh, an idea I had one time. 
uh, it, it goes through my head quite often. I don't know why I always think of this, but it's just something that bugs me, and I, I would really like to see this happen. Okay. Everybody likes to bash Super Mario Bros. 2, the USA version, as being, you know, Doki Doki Panic, you know, oh my god, oh my god, you know, it's not real. It, it's real. It's real enough for people in America. It's fine with me. I do not like the Japanese version of Mario 2. It's dull, very dull. It's, it doesn't even have the same charm of the first one. Oh, my kitty's up here. Hi, kitty. Yes. But, uh, so, I, I've been having this idea, though, about Wart. I think they need to bring Wart back and put him into the regular canon of Mario games. But, you know, not just bring him back like, oh, uh, here's the new last boss. I was thinking along the lines of maybe, uh, Bowser... You know, of course, he's, you know, King Bowser or whatever. He's the head of all the bad guys. Okay, kitty. Oh, she is loud, isn't she? But, you know, Bowser's king of all the bad guys. Well, I was thinking, what if they brought War in and they treated him like an underling of Bowser's, but he wasn't just any any underling. He was, like, kind of a second-in-command, maybe. But not only that... He has that twist that they used to do on like old 80s cartoons. Like he he's a he's the star scream to Megatron, you know, so he'd be like uh always trying to think of ways of overthrowing Bowser or something, you know, or uh he'll leave Bowser at the last second and not help him in some perilous situation he's in or so, you know what I mean or kind of like uh when Serpentor on GI Joe was created by Dr. Mindbender uh something like that you know where Cobra Commander was very jealous of Serpentor and wanted wanted Cobra back as his own or whatever I just think that'd be a neat twist to throw in there uh I don't know, it just bugs me that Wart just gets no love, and I think he seems like a cool character, you know, he, he's evil, you know, he's a big, fat guy, kind of like uh, uh, Kingpin from the comic books, you know, he wasn't really fat, but he's a big guy, and, you know, just has that aura of, I'm evil, and I'm big and greedy, you know, and I think he would, I don't know, I think it'd be really cool, but, you know, that's just one thought. Anyway, I, th I think I'll go ahead and wrap this up. I think I covered everything I really wanted to. Uh, there's not much else to talk about, yeah. So I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Hit the music, and we'll we'll just meet back here tomorrow, I guess, freaks. Uh, make sure to hit up slidogstudios.org if you would I I would appreciate it if you would whitelist the site with your ad blocker so maybe I can get some ad impressions and try and pay for the server it's a pain in the butt but yeah, we'll see if something can be worked out and I guess we'll leave it at that and I'll see you tomorrow freaks and if you catch me slipping tell Kevin